My why is I have always experienced really, really bad period pain and I thought it was normal and I had to undergo surgery. And that was a point where it really hit me that I was like, this is not normal and I need to bring attention to a lot of issues around period health, which opened up a door to the space of menstrual equity. everyone and welcome back to starts with why my name is zane and my name is lauren welcome back so great to see you and zane so great to hear you how's it going um it's going good lauren um i really have nothing for you today nothing exciting to report the weather was a little nicer i hate being that podcast where we always talk about the weather but considering the circumstances of our lives <laughs> the weather dictates a lot like can you go for a walk can you go get a bowl at your nearest healthy food place <laughs> you know what i mean so what else um, are we gonna talk about yeah 100 but how are you lauren what's new oh i'm pretty good uh you know same old same old covid uh, every day is similar. However, today is actually a little bit different because you and I, Zane, we get to chat to a incredible young person named Ada, and I would like to welcome her now. So welcome, Ada. Thank you. Thank you all for having me. I'm super excited to be here, and I love that I get to chat with you for a bit about some of the things that make me most passionate in the world. So Yay. such a pleasure. Oh, we're so excited. So yeah, Ada, could you tell our listeners a little bit about you? Yes, of course. Um, so hello, everybody. My name is Ada. I use she, her pronouns. And I am originally from Madrid, Spain. And I am the national chapter manager at Period, the menstrual movement. Um, and yeah, I am currently based in Spain, um, living here and figuring out the next steps in my life. Like you all said, it's COVID, things are weird. I moved back to Europe. I'm also a sociology uh, grad. So I studied sociology in college with a focus on gender and sexuality. So that kind of then led me into the path of menstrual equity and nonprofit work. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And where did you move back home from? Yes, I was living in Portland, Oregon, which is where the period headquarters is located. So I was um, living there for a bit. Fantastic. Okay, well, we'd love to know um, about period, what it is, and then how you found it. So what was your journey to find the organization? Yeah. So uh, Period is the biggest youth-driven uh, menstrual equity organization, and the work is done by Gen Z activists, experts, uh, and Period kind of provides that financial, educational, organizational support uh, to support these activists on the ground. Um, and we are basically seeking to end period poverty and period stigma. Very big mission, but I think it's one of those things that um, I think our generation can solve within our lifetime, which is kind of exciting uh, to be in a nonprofit that has kind of a palpable solution in some way. So I found period in 2018 after I graduated college, fresh out of college, I was like, what am I going to do now? So I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about periods um, and we started just talking about like how horrible our experience had been with menstruation. And it's kind of like, I feel like it's the Stockholm syndrome thing for me in which I 
love my period because she, you know, makes me the person that I am. And, you know, it's kind of, it's a sign of health in many ways. Um, So yeah, but we were talking about periods and I was like, you know what? I feel like this is something I want to learn more about. So I just started Googling um, and then I found period, which was based in Portland where, where I was. And yeah, I just sent an email and was like, hey, do you guys need any support? And then from there, I started volunteering and then I applied for a job. I got it. And three years later, here I am. Wow, that's awesome. And so cool that this could be something, this this stigma that exists, it could be something that you work hard to to end, eradicate during our lifetime. I love that you said that because it's that's so often we hear, you know, we're working towards something, but you could actually see the end of it, which is wild to think about. Um, and I and I want to know, Ada, what are some of the things that that you're doing that period does to to end that stigma? Yeah. So um, period mostly focuses their work in three of our pillars. Um, so those pillars being service, education, and advocacy. And I think that in all of those pillars, we kind of work to um, to end period stigma. I think mostly, of course, if there's no education around menstruation, menstrual health, um, there's not going to be any change in the way we talk about periods. So basically, we try to change the way that people talk about periods so that then when we get to a point where we can talk about legislative changes, policy changes, those conversations can be started. Because a lot of the times people squirm when they hear the word period or they, you know, they feel like it's still something that's not considered um normal or you know it's considered luxurious it's considered like something private that you have to keep to yourself and if those are the connotations how are legislators gonna open up and talk about policy changes and make sure that um everyone has access to products so i think that um yeah our education around menstruation is the most important aspect in terms of ending stigma so that then we can have these legislative changes, Uh, but also just serving communities, having young people across the country in the United States and the world serve their communities by donating menstrual products and just starting those conversations is so important. I definitely agree that I think just making it a conversation, a normal conversation, talking about periods is the the first thing to do. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And it is really sad to think that we're in 2021 and people still do squirm when you talk about periods. Um, so I really like the way that you worded that. But with that being said, if a young person is listening and they um, either, I'm sure a lot of people already know about period, but if they're learning about it and they want to get involved, like I know that you um, distribute uh, menstrual products and you have different chapters like what are ways that young people can get involved with your uh with the organization yeah of course um so a great way to get involved is to start a chapter i think uh a lot of our chapters when they get started they have been introduced to menstrual equity um they have started learning about period poverty and they kind of get that sense of like i want to do something um but i don't know what so i think that period is a great like first stopping point of 
we are going to provide with you with support and resources and kind of some guidance on what next steps can look like for you. Um, and that can be a lot of our chapters decide to focus on specific things. So we kind of help in that um, guidance and figuring out like where you fit in within that activism space um, within menstrual equity. So I think that, yeah, I think that's it. We can always support any projects that are also existing. So if anyone's like having a drive um, but needs help finding a place to donate the products to, you can come to period and be like, hey, I have X amount of products. Where do I where do I go from here? So I think that, yeah, we're a great place to come when you need just a little bit of guidance and support on like the back end of things. Very cool. And uh, I know that you mentioned you're in Spain right now. The headquarters are in Oregon. Uh, there's certain place that they should be geographically to join period. You can be wherever. Uh, most, especially now with COVID where everything's virtual, we have a lot of resources and materials that you can look through and aid you in um working through your projects. I think that mostly because we're US-based, we have a lot more resources in terms of policy or education regarding the United States and the way that culturally menstruation is viewed. Um, but we hope that at some point we will have more resources on, you know, like international bills um, or other you know, perceptions of menstruation across the world. I think that's really great that it's so open-ended because because it's accessible to really anyone. And I like that you even said, like, we'll support your project. If you want to donate items, you can donate items. I think that's really great what you guys are doing. Um, and on the note that you last said, I don't know if this is me being really ignorant, but I don't know. I don't know about tampon tax. Lauren, do you? Have you heard of that before? Tampon tax? No, I haven't. Please tell us more. That is something that when I learned about it, I was like, I didn't even know this was a thing. How did I not know this was a thing? But basically, the tampon tax is um, a term used to call attention to the fact that tampons and other uh, menstrual products, such as pads um, or like even like menstrual cups, have like have been subject to a value-added tax or sales tax. Basically, they're considered luxuries. So long story short, menstrual products in so many states in the United States and in so many countries are not considered essential products. What I I'm yes, you said mind blown. I my mind is blown. That is fascinating and definitely needs to change. Wow. I can understand completely why that sort of well, it didn't spark your interest, but that's something that made you want to take that first first step. So, uh, and I think a lot of a lot of young people listening will want to as well. At the end of our podcast, we like to ask the the guest if they could tell us a, a word that starts with Y, a phrase that starts with the letter Y just to leave our listeners with and further inspire them. So do you have something handy by chance? Yes, I do. Um, I was actually thinking about this and I have two words because I couldn't pick one. <laughs> My first Y word is yearning, which means a feeling of intense longing for something. And I think that 
describes very well the mindset of a lot of like young activists right now. Like we are really intensely longing for change. Um, and I think this is a great bridge to my second Y word, Y word, which is yonder, far, but still within sight. So I feel like we are really, you know, we're yearning for something really to, we're yearning for change, but change is still in sight. So that's kind of like a positive, optimistic way of looking at it. That was so well said. Honestly, so well said. And we actually have heard young people who have joined the podcast mention the frustration that sometimes comes with being an activist because it's not easy work. And so that's a good way um, for me to end off by saying that we really do love the work that Period is doing. And Ida, we love the work that you're doing. Um, you clearly are so passionate about this topic and it's one that's really, really important to us. And it not just because we're women it should be important to everyone but um i really think that period is doing and will continue to do amazing things so thank you so much for coming on sharing everything that you've shared i've learned a lot today um and i really urge people listening to visit period.org to learn more thank you the both of you for having me it's been a pleasure and yeah also i kind of want to just end things off by letting everyone know, especially young people listening, that I feel like we're always asked, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Ask yourself, what do you want to be right now? Like, who do you want to be right now? So like, I think you are all doing such incredible work by inspiring young people and like really pushing them and like into the direction of like, you all have incredible voices, use them and scream of the, on the top of your lungs. Let everyone know how you're feeling. Absolutely. Love what you all are doing. So thank you for having me. I love it. Thank you so much, Ada. And I love that to all of the folks listening. Yes, you don't have to wait until you, quote unquote, grow up. You can start now. So thank you again, Ada. Thank you to my co-host, Zane. We'll see you here next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.